What is up, everybody? Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It's your girl, Denise Salcedo. And of course, I'm joined by my good friend, my pal, Righteous Reg. And we are here to talk about AEW Dynamite's homecoming episode, January 10th. And uh, Reg, you know, I don't think we're ready for this show, man, because I think we're missing a little stash action going on. How are you, man? I heard you were creeped out coming into this, Denise, about the mustaches. Um, uh, if anybody remembers last week, I just want to say in the middle of this episode, Denise Salcedo sent me a text message. If you remember back to last week, what that means, I'll let you go and re relive that and what that is. Uh, hello, Denise. Welcome. It's Wednesday night, the California connection. We're here. It's your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Very excited to be here. Yeah. They jam packed in all the big news here on the end. I thought you were going to be rushing to change the little, thumbnail because I know how you do when they give up news at the end. I'm liking where they're going here. So first of all, Reg, thank you so much for ratting me out and telling everybody that again, I texted you during the show. Well. Okay. Point blank. I felt that it wasn't until the, there was, I, this was, this was the sandwich <laughs> to me. This was a sandwich. And if I didn't like the ingredients in the middle was primarily the bread. <laughs> like the bread was what I was eating in this sandwich. I thought that the intro to Dynamite was really good, the top of the show. I thought the latter portion of the show was really good and everything in between was kind of just there. So for me, this episode was like, I don't know, reverse Oreo. Like, cause you know, the Oreo, the best part is the filling, but it's, I'm done. I don't know what I'm saying this anymore. This episode is just bread is what I got. <laughs> it's just bread. It's just bread today, man. But it's the good bread though. I do like me some bread, but we had a, um, I texted you during the show and I said, damn, there's not that much to talk about today. Uh, mm -hmm. This was before the show ended. And I'm like, oh, it's really just a Samoa Joe thing. But then we closed out with a pretty interesting um, return. And that is the Young Bucks. So we're going to start there because this was a, uh, a segment that didn't involve too much, but it said a whole lot. So. We'll talk about the main event itself in just a second. But after the main event, Tony Schiavone is interviewing Sting and basically asking him who is going to be the opponent for Revolution, his last and final match. And we have been sitting here wondering what it was going to be for the longest time. And before he can even answer the question, all of a sudden, the Young Bucks music hits and they return. But it's not just the Young Bucks with the tassels and the, and the pants and the little pose and all of that. No, it's the Young Bucks looking like they just came from Paris, France, and they got baguettes <laughs> in their pockets. They got the little stashes, the little hats. They got the little coats. I mean... They look different. They come out, and I think there's our answer. We are most likely getting the Young Bucks versus Sting and Darby Allen at AEW's Revolution. So let's start there, Reg. What are your thoughts? Yeah, the Young Bucks came out, and they were like, uh-huh, wee-wee, and all this, and doing all this thing, twirling up their little mustaches. I'm like, wait, what's going on here? And they just stand there. They don't say anything, Denise. I'm like, okay, interesting. They got a new look. You know how the Young Bucks are, Denise. Anytime they come back, they like to reinvent themselves. They like to change the game, bring something different. I'm interested to see how they're going with this. Interesting look. I'm used to, you know, the Young Bucks with their Nikes and things like that. They switched it up. Um, I didn't know, you know, we've been talking for many, many, many months on this point, uh, what Sting's last match is going to be. I didn't really expect it to be the Young Bucks at all, honestly, Denise. They were like 
on the list of people I thought they would face maybe before Sting was out. But the last match, I think that's super interesting. I mean, if you want to go out, if you're having a tag match and you're trying to have your last tag match, you pick the greatest tag team of all time, the reason that this company exists. The Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. That's an easy one. Um, I'm happy to see the Young Bucks back, Denise. I don't know why they're ever gone. It upsets me when they leave for any amount of time. It's like, this company is here for you guys, and you're at home. What's going on here? So seeing them back was great, and uh, I think the match is going to be, what a way to go out for Sting. They're going to have a classic five-star match. I think that's the best way to go. Dude, I got to tell you, it's I'm having two emotions here. So the mm -hmm. first one is, oh, shit, it's the Young Bucks, and this is going to most likely be the, the match at Revolution, right? Um, Did they outright say that that's what it was going to be? I think commentary somewhat mentioned it, but they haven't done, like, the official graphic or anything like that, right? right? Yeah, no, it feels like the commentary was hinting at it, but it wasn't anything official. Right, okay, but pretty much, like, based on what we saw, I think it feels pretty official. We know that this is most likely the direction they're heading in. If not, they wouldn't have played it out the way that they did. So it's... With that being said, though, so I have two thoughts here. My first one was, oh, I was not expecting it to be the Young Bucks because we were sitting here going, okay, it's either going to be uh, Sting versus Darby in a, like, we really like each other. We really respect each other. Let's have this final match be this. Mm -hmm. Or it's going to be Sting and Darby versus another team, but who would it be? So at this first, like, my first I did not think it was going to be the Young Bucks. Like, they were right. my first guess. But I will say this, though. It makes all the sense in the world for it to be the Young Bucks. And you mentioned two things right off the bat. And that was, one, when you think of some of the best tag teams out there, it's definitely the Young Bucks, especially when you're talking about AEW. But secondly, and I think the most important thing, is that we wouldn't be here talking about AEW Dynamite or AEW if it wasn't for the, uh, the Young Bucks, if it wasn't for the Elite if it wasn't for what we're talking about here so here's the thing i almost feel like i'm i'm pretty sure that tony khan gave sting like pretty much whatever choice he wanted right i'm yeah. sure that's that's what went down totally. and if i'm assuming sting was the one that said i want to work with the young bucks to me that is like some big time that's like praise right there. Like, that's pretty dope. Uh, if that's the case, I think that's pretty awesome for him to say, hey, man, I'm recognizing the people that are part of the reason why we're here talking about AEW, the reason we're here. So why not have my last match be with them? So I think it's a little bit on the unexpected side, but at the same time, it shouldn't be totally unexpected given uh, some of the things that I just mentioned right now. Yeah, it's uh, especially funny considering if you look at the history of revolution and what the young bucks have done they've had some of the best tag team matches of all time at revolution so this makes the most sense yeah i could totally believe that tony khan was like okay we're gonna do your last match at revolution who do you want to wrestle and sting being like how about the young bucks and everybody being like yeah that's a great idea sting let's totally do that it's just like kind of a perfect fitting ending to his career, especially here at AEW, because it was mostly just tag team focus. It, it almost makes the most sense that it's ending with Darby because that's what his whole AEW run was based on. I can't believe it. I can't believe we're getting towards the end, man. This is kind of sick. But here's the thing, though. So what do you think of the Young Bucks look? Uh... Keep in mind that the last time we saw the Young Bucks, they had thrown this big tantrum. We were probably going to see them feud with Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. That looks like they took a sick pivot, obviously, because Kenny is out to diverticulitis. And uh, Chris Jericho looks like he's on to something 
a little bit different, not too different, but something different. And so they're no longer doing whatever it looks like they had started at one point. Yeah. Um, this is interesting, Denise, because we talked about this on a podcast a few weeks ago about your mustache thing. So I'm sure you were like, you're making it seem like I'm the one with the mustache. Can you I mean, elaborate on that? I do not like mustaches. Sorry. Not mustache, Denise and her mustache. No, she doesn't. <laughs> That's the way you made it seem, Reg. I was like, please, sir, elaborate on that. We talked a couple of weeks ago about you and your mustache. Listen. Don't say it that way. mustache okay we talked about how you hate mustaches very recently and i feel like the young bucks listened and they were like we got something for you denise here we are so is this a direct diss to denise salcedo the mustaches yeah i take that i'm personally insulted like i'm right? gonna go like out and riot over this i'm saying like we talked about it and then they came back with these stashes like what's going on here hangman page has the really sick uh tom Selleck stash stash too it's like Yo, it's mustache time over here. Tom Selleck is the only person that can rock a mustache. Name me another man that can rock a mustache like that. Hangman Page, did you see him? He's handsome. No, but I wouldn't say that he's like, like not like Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck had the, mm -mm, you know, <laughs> you're looking at him and you're like, yeah, let's go. Oh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Am I revealing too much? <laughs> okay, Maybe. Someone, someone else points out Rick Rude. Yeah, I feel like I oh, can't. Rush and Rick. Like Rick Rude and his mustache, like they just go together. He's another yeah. one. Yeah, they just mm -hmm. go together. There are certain people where I'm like, do not ever move, remove that mustache. He's just a man, Rick yes. Rude with that, that thick ass mustache. Totally. Yes, exactly. There you go. Two people exactly that can uh, rock a mustache for sure. All right, we need to get into these super chats because they're rolling in. I'm curious to see what people are saying, how you guys are feeling. Uh, Sting, Darby Allen, the Young Bucks, Revolution. What is your take on that? So here we go. First of all, shout out to Sheldon Jackson for gifting five DWL memberships. We got Ebony Prince here who says, great show. Hello, California Connection. Thank you so much to Ebony for all of the Twitter love. Doppelganger399 says, I love the Bucks, but Sting's last match could not be the Bucks. Come on, Tony Khan. I don't think that this was 100% a Tony Khan thing. I don't think there's any think way so. that he did not ask sting for his input like come on you swear tony khan's not gonna ask him he loves sting he's talked about it so many times in interviews and how it's like a privilege to have sting there's no way he would be like you're doing this match and you don't have any input on it yeah That's there's I, I i would find that very very hard to buy honestly mm -hmm. Taylor Cannon, thank you so much for gifting five DWL memberships. We got Crazy 101 who says, listen, I know people don't like them, but I'd rather have the Bucks face Darby and Sting over Rick, Jericho, and Sammy. If it was a singles match, it would be Darby. Okay, here's the thing. So a lot of people are probably not too fond of the Young Bucks thing. Who else would you put in a tag team match against Sting and Darby Allen? Uh, my only idea was uh, Adam Copeland and Christian if they were going to get back together before then. But I don't know. It's not looking like they're going to do it before then. Right. See, I mean, obviously, I'd love to see the Lucha Brothers. But is there a story there? Would that make sense? Is that just too out of left field? Probably. So yeah. I feel like the Young Bucks definitely fit FTR. a little bit more. FTR, sure. I prefer the Young Bucks. I prefer the Young Bucks. Same, same here. I just think it'll be a lot, uh, a lot more fun to see what they do with Darby, and then you know Sting's gonna want to do something to leave an exclamation point on his final match for sure. Right. 
Mike T90K says, love Dynamite. AEW kills it again. Would have had Sting win the title in his last match in a three-way versus Joe and Darby. Sting and Darby versus the Bucks will still be a classic, though. Um, that was something that I would have that I remember kind of mentioning a while back, like wanting to see Sting sort of retire as a champion. I thought that would have been very cool, but you know, you don't like he's, that? No, he still might retire a champion. Hmm. Wait, 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 wait. Explain that. What are you saying? The Young Bucks win the belts before they we get to Revolution and Sting and Darby beat them for the championships. Oh, I like where you're going here, Reg. Okay. I like that. All right, Reg. Let's bookmark that. That's an easy one for you guys. Have that one. <laughs> Roberto Arsenal says, I can't wait for Chris to be managed by Stokely. Thank you so much to Roberto. Taylor Cannon says, two things. The intro to this podcast always makes me smile. Number two, why is Ric Flair still on TV? So I want to talk about this match that we got here, uh, this main event, because this main event was phenomenal, man. Last week we were Ooh. out here raving about Kenoshke Takeshita versus uh, Darby Allen and how freaking dope that was. And this time, dude, they went out there with um, Takeshita, and Powerhouse Hobbs, the homie, versus Sting and Darby Allen. Now, there was a lot of incredible spots here. <laughs> but there was one that I think everybody went, oh, no. No, 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 no. No, please, no. And that was Ric Flair getting in the ring and hitting Powerhouse Hobbs with the world's most chill chops I've seen in a long time. What would you think of that? It was saved because he got to have a big spot with Sting. But why is Ric Flair here? Number two, Taylor Cannon. I also, yes. Why is Ric Flair in the ring, Denise? Do, who wants to see this? And you're chopping my big homie, too, with these terrible grandpa chops? That was, that was a shot at you. That was a personal vendetta against you, what Reg. What the hell's going on here, Denise? Why is this happening? I'm watching this like. Okay, I love it. He's in the ring with Sting. I'm having a great time. And then Ric Flair gets in here. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. This isn't good. And then it wasn't good. Denise, why? I don't know why. Because he's Sting's gift, maybe? They got to do something with the gift. I mean, this is like getting a gift and not getting the batteries. No. Keep the batteries out of it, man. Just leave the gift over there in the corner because this is nasty. Denise, we don't need to see this, especially with how this match was going. Talk about a banging ass match and not needing one piece of this. Everything was going great. And then this just came in here to muddy it up. Very unfortunate. Yeah, it was like having the night of your life and then the person that you're with says something weird. Yeah. You know, you don't want that to happen. That's literally how I felt about this. But regardless, it was not enough to take away from the phenomenal main event, especially given that Darby Allen um, was practically killing himself out there. Dude does the coffin drop off the freaking uh, top of the stage. He did this dive that I was so nervous about because I'm nervous about his dives all the time because he comes out like a rocket man. But this time I knew there was a wall there and I thought, Lord Jesus Christ, Please let, please mm -hmm. let this work out a-okay. Then there was another part where uh, Kenoshka Takeshita and Powerhouse Hobbs threw him. And I swear to God, my <laughs> curler doesn't curl my hair the way that Darby <laughs> Allen curled in the air, man. He curled <laughs> in the air. Can we talk about that? They flipped this man like a 7-Eleven hot dog. Like, bro, <laughs> he they was flipped a him guy. like a, seriously, they spun him <laughs> like a damn hamburger in the sky. I was like, Hey, yo, Denise, I've never seen anything like this. You guys, if you haven't seen this spot, you've done it before. 
You've t- you and your brother have taken your little cousin, swung him by his legs and his feet, and thrown him into a pool for a safe landing. This was not a safe landing for Darby Allen. They spun him in the air like a damn dreidel, and then he almost broke his neck on the rope. I'm like, that was so dangerous. <laughs> your picture that you posted, Denise, he was so high. I know. And I didn't even get, I mean, obviously I can't get the turn in the photo, but I'm like, damn, like, please guys, GIF this out because I'm going to want to use this. Uh, if I could make GIFs a lot faster, I have a process of making GIFs, but I'm too slow in my process. So yeah. I don't do them. But uh, to the people out there that do them a lot faster, I need you all to get working on that one. Cause that one's like, okay. a, that one's a good one. But the main event was phenomenal. Um, freaking seeing uh, Sting and Powerhouse Hobbs get their moment towards the end. I mean, that was freaking awesome. Yeah, I loved everything about it. Uh, the big homie being linked up with Sting for pretty much the entire match is first surreal to see. Like, you guys know the Powerhouse Hobbs story. Like, coming from where he came in, he's been in a match with CM Punk. Now he's in this stuff with, with Sting. It's like, yo, this is crazy. They did a really crazy uh, Scorpion death drop off of the ramp onto two tables. The homie had a scary landing. I hope everything's okay. But yeah, very fun stuff, I thought, here. Um, this is the type of stuff we've been seeing Sting in, Denise, that we love. All the great Sting matches that we've seen the last couple of months have been these tornado tag type things where there's chaos everywhere. There's people in the crowd. Somebody's jumping off something crazy. Darby Allen did it in this match. Uh, Sting is just feels like he's having the time of his life being, how old is he? 64, 65 years old, still keeping up with these young guys. Like the powerhouse Hobbs could rip him in half if he really wanted to. Like this is just, it's amazing to see. It's the chaos that I love to see, man. I had so much fun with this match. It really was the highlight of a dynamite for me today. Like aside from this uh, and obviously the ending and the stuff with Samoa Joe, like that was really the the big portions of the show that I definitely enjoyed. Matt James sends in a super chat saying, and at least it's not Ric Flair. I was for one second, Denise, I was so nervous when Tony Schiavone initially was like, who's your opponent going to be? They had the camera like on Sting and Ric Flair. And I was like, dude, the world is going to melt down if he says Ric Flair. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be awful. But they tricked us for that one second. Great maneuver. Whoever did that and brought out the Young Bucks. Thank God. Whoever whoever did that uh, out there and on like calling the shots and stuff was like, I know what Twitter's thinking. I'm going to give it to Twitter on this one. I was like, hey, yo, don't do this. The reason why I knew that this match wasn't going to happen between him and Ric Flair is that, like, here's the thing. So I hate to bring up this topic, okay? Uh But when you think about, how should I word this? (sighs) There's no really great way of wording this. There's been a lot of our, like, favorite wrestlers that have sort of turned out to be a little bit problematic. Mm-hmm. And that's always sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Really, really sucks. One of those people who's never gone down that route is Sting. Mm-hmm. Like Sting's always been really smart about how he handles his business. He's never been like at the some horrible. He's never been at the the like the the, the center of some terrible horrible thing. Uh, right. Like Sting is he keeps his hands clean, man. Mm-hmm. He keeps his hand clean. So I, that's why given Sting's history, I was not expecting him to actually have a match with Ric Flair at uh revolution. Yeah. Sting's not the type that would like compromise any type of thing. Like he knows that Ric Flair, that's blah, 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 the history. He wouldn't be here without Ric Flair, but knowing what he's been through in history, he's never been in any scandals, nothing like that. Only time he's had some things where like he personally, 
he thought he was moving in a wild way, but it wasn't like anything to be exposed or anything. So yeah, a perfect way to end it is just, I guess, having Ric Flair there, but not in the match for him. I'm sure that was probably something feels like that maybe be something Sting was like, I guess I want Ric Flair to be here. I really don't know the specifics, Denise. It's still so weird. Dream Ninja 77 says, got to give a shout out to one of the best things going in AW right now. Julia Hart is getting bigger and bigger pops. Just a great success story for AEW. It's really cool to see a lot of their uh, homegrown talent start to really blossom and come into their own. We got Luke Thornton here who says, Dynamite was solid and fun. Hangman and Claudio killed it. Liked all of the tag matches more than I thought I would. Uh, Joe promo setup was just very cool stuff. Uh, yeah, the opening match with Hangman and Claudio was another one that that was very enjoyable uh, from the second that they announced that. I think we all knew what we were going to get from that. Grapple Geekery says, like the opener, Sammy versus Ricky, but not the post-match. The eight-person matches and the main event. Uh, BK. Wait, BK. Sorry. Oh, okay. B Brian Keith. Yeah. yeah, sorry. It's taking me a second to... to <laughs> process bk uh brian keith hitting yeah. diamond dust was my highlight though uh thank you so much to grapple Denise was like burger king what did they do someone no i was there? i was thinking that it was an error and i was thinking were they trying to write tk and then i was reading the rest of the the message and then yeah a lot was going on sheldon jackson says has denise figured out who dr umar johnson is yet yes i did you actually did? although someone told me they were like don't figure it out stay innocent denise but i did find out i found out that he doesn't like uh he does i don't know he seems interesting <laughs> please continue saying like, in, a bad way, in a bad way but in a bad way no, because I'm afraid, like who, Denise. To, I'm afraid to say what I was told because what if I was okay, this is what I was told. All right. Okay. I was told that he is uh, a person that hates when black people associate with anybody that's not black. That's yeah. what I was told. Mm -hmm. Pretty well. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he got it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't know. And then I was like, how sad. So he wouldn't like my show with Reg. He no way. This. He'd call me a bunny hopper, even though you're not white. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm like, we're just on a show together, Dr. Umar. It's crazy. But yeah, that's kind of how he moves. Crazy one and one says gender and hook getting title shots. My God. Andrew Tam says Denise next Tuesday. I fly out. Uh, AEW Charleston, South Carolina from New York City. You know what matches next week? Uh, yeah, we're going to get a hook and Samoa Joe. Um, Let's talk about that. Here we go. So this was a fun week on Twitter yesterday. Uh, Reg, I left to the spa and I put my phone on do not disturb. I did my little spa treatment. I came out and I was like, oh, life is great. And then I go on social media and I'm like, oh, my God, everyone's killing each other. <laughs> Reg. I don't, uh... What were your thoughts on this Hook, Jinder Mahal, Tony Khan, everybody going out there? I mean, this was like a free-for-all. Everyone was just like Twitter killing each other. Yeah, I uh, I took a nap <laughs> yesterday. I was like, I'm, you know, tired. let me give me a little nap in. I wake up and I have some group chat things, of course. And then I have some, I go on Twitter and I'm like, Whoa, people are talking crazy right now. It was sick. I was sick to my stomach because everybody was praising Jinder Mahal. I'm like, what is what why is Jinder Mahal being praised on my timeline? I will throw up right now. So I keep going down my timeline and I see Tony 
Khan's tweet being like, nothing even dissing Jinder Mahal, but people turned it into him dissing Jinder Mahal. So I'm like, oh, this isn't good. And then everything going on, and then Eric Bischoff and Dave Meltzer, and it's just like, stop, everybody. Please, just everybody stop. I don't want to hear about this. I don't want to see it. We're comparing numbers. We're comparing 1998 to 2023. Dave Meltzer's talking about stuff from 1979. Uh, uh, Eric Bischoff's talking about stuff when he failed. At, I just don't. You guys, everybody just chill. Everybody just relax. There are some funny components to this, for sure, Denise. Like, Everybody getting misconstrued and, and taking things how they want to. Jinder Mahal coming on being like, who's Hook? Hella funny. I think that's hilarious. Hook not saying anything and not caring. There's very funny elements to this. But for the most part, everybody, put your phone down and walk outside. The people telling you, every, somebody else to put their phone down, put your phone down too. Everybody should collectively put their phone down like Denise did. Go to the spa, go to the boba place, go to get some chicken wings, go to the beach, go ride your bike, go to Walmart. Just put your phone down. That's it. So when I saw this, I knew right away, obviously what it is, is the WWE versus AEW situation, right? And I, you know that's exactly what it is because there was... It, how do I say this in the nicest way possible? I was not going to die on any hill mm -mm. that was either on the hook side or on the gender Mahal side. I felt like we are sitting here. We are starting 2024 with a gender Mahal hook debate Ew. on social media. Mm -mm. This is the point we've gotten to. This is what we're arguing about, Denise. Gender. I and don't want to argue about that. Mm -mm. This is like a waste of energy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we continuously do stuff like this, Denise. It's like there's a whole day's worth of debates. And then at the end of this, it's like, what did any of that accomplish? People are like, oh, the crowd on Monday is going to be really pro-gender. Uh, they created the superstar. I'm like, the crowd on Monday is not going to know about this stupid Twitter thing that's going to be non-existent by the time Monday hits or by the time even Friday hits. It's like people are so funny thinking that these things are going to be bigger than they, what they are. Gender ended up deleting the tweet. This stuff is over with when it comes to that side of the thing you know what i mean it was a funny bit for a little bit but with how wwe fans react they don't care about any of this i mean it was wild i'm not gonna lie to you i was reading some of the comments and just like laughing at some of this because some stuff was really funny regardless of mm -hmm. what i guess side you're on there was some really funny tweets out there but um it was just one of those things though where i think everything was coming out it's one of those um situations and it always goes down like this where something starts the conversation mm -hmm. and the next thing you know you got people fighting on this side people fighting on that side and it just all spirals out of control all of it i hate it it sucks denise what do you do because you're always hiding you never participate i know i don't participate because here's the thing and this is my rule and a lot of people kind of bring this up to me because when it comes to like social media and all of this in general you know, you're going to get a lot of hate. I, I get uh -huh. so much hate. Like, you don't even know. Like, I deal uh -huh. with it everywhere. Social media, podcasts. I mean, I'm, I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm a woman in pro wrestling and I'm also not white. Get so over it. <laughs> there, there's, I get a lot of hate. Uh -huh. And you don't ever really see me address it. Hardly ever. Mm -hmm. Ever. Ever. And I don't I can't even think of a time when you have, honestly. Uh, there's been a couple of times, but that was like way back when. But mm. <sighs> now I've like... My whole thing with this is why would I waste my energy fighting with people on the internet 
because to me, that is time that I could have been using to put up a TikTok. Mm -hmm. If you saw, I was promoting my interviews. I was doing work that people weren't seeing because my whole thing is just shut the fuck up, keep your head down and do the work. And that's it. All right. Whether or not you get praised for it, it doesn't matter. Do your job and go on from there. So that's why I don't participate in this type of stuff. The other big reason for this is one day I'm going to get angry about something. All right. I just know it. One day I'm going to get angry about something that is a legitimate issue, not fucking gender Mahal and hook. All right. Right. One day I'm going to get mad about something. And when I speak out, I want it to mean something because my pet peeve, my social media pet peeve is people that die on every hill. We know those accounts of people that complain and complain and complain about everything. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to be me. Right. Yeah. No, you've created a good space for yourself because some people's lives are that. And that's a hard thing to maintain of having to fight every single fight that they are. Yeah, I have noticed that with you, though, like when there's some big controversy and everybody's on the con- the timeline going at it. You have no part of it. Shout out to Samojo. What did he say in his promo today? You and your hoe ass tweets. I thought that was like, <laughs> I'm like, Samoa Joe's out here spitting big dog. Cause seriously, everybody be talking crazy out here. <laughs> exactly that. So trust me, the day I decide to speak out about something, it's going to be something good and it's mm. going to be worth it. That's mm. the thing. Is it worth it? Anytime, guys, this goes to anybody. It doesn't care matter if you have zero followers, five followers, 100 followers. If it lives, you put it on social media, it'll get blasted regardless of how many followers you have. Here's my rule. If you're going to go out and speak out about something, is it worth it? If you're going to fight somebody, is it worth it? It's been worth it probably 0% of the time for me, Denise. So I don't know. Like, it's all, I always get to the end and I'm like, I'm the dumb one for fighting with this person. Right, like, that right. person won. They got my time and my energy and all this. I'm the dumb one. So yeah, I, I exactly. on it. My grandma, she has this saying, and I don't know how to say it in English, but uh, el que se enoja es el que pierde. So the one who gets mad is the one that loses. Oh, I guess exactly. I did translate it. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to say this in English. Translates it two seconds later. <laughs> How would I say this? Oh, just like this. Oh, yeah, just like that. That's exactly how you say it. But (laughs) where the hell were we at with this? Samoa Joe. (laughs) Let's get to it. Samoa Joe. Yes, that's the transition. Samoa Joe, we're here. All right. Our new AEW world champion, he goes out there and he's talking about, you mentioned, you know, hoes on Twitter and all Mm -hmm. of, I don't know what else he's talking about with that. Uh, He's talking about, uh, you know, Having even a devil who made a bad deal is coming out to look for him, uh, referencing Adam Cole. He starts talking about how from now on, things are going to be different with him as champion, that there's going to be a championship committee. And if you are denied worthy of competing, you don't compete. But if you're you are deemed worthy, then all of a sudden you get your match with Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe kicks your ass. He explained it a lot better. And he says one thing that I really liked because he said, your champion will be waiting. And he stopped. And the first thing we heard was Swerve Strickland's music hit. And right then and there, his music hits. And I'm like, oh, I know what they were doing. They were foreshadowing right there. But anyways, Swerve Strickland comes out. He, you know, starts telling him why he wants the title. Then we get Hangman Adam Page because Hangman Adam Page also wants the title. And it's funny because both of these guys 
went after, made their point, and both of them had a confrontation with Samoa Joe. And the whole time I kept thinking, where's Hook? And the only reason I was thinking about it, the only reason I cared was because of the social media drama. Yeah. That was the only reason. I was like, all of a sudden, I care more about this Hook thing than I probably thought for like a second at least. And so Hook comes out. And he gets right into Samoa Joe's face. And I will give him this, man. I thought given the fact that, you know, obviously he's a young kid. He's like half the size of Samoa Joe. There's so many reasons to not want to take Hook seriously. But he went out there and he made sure to like, you know, hold up his mm -hmm. guns, dude. Like I was like, all right, I'm not going to believe. I still do not believe that Hook can take Samoa Joe. But I also do not believe that Samoa Joe is just going to squash this guy in like a split of a second. And so I think that was part of what I liked here. But anyways, what did you think of this um, portion with Swerve Strickland, Hangman Page, and Hook? And we're also getting the Hook match next week, him and Samoa Joe. Uh, I thought this was a very strong segment in this show, Denise. One interesting thing I thought that Samoa Joe brought up when he was talking about his promos and how you can earn a shot against him, he said, bring your record. And that hasn't been a thing in AEW for a while. Remember when AEW first started, they were built on rankings. Like we knew everybody's record. When Hook came out, they were like, he has this many wins and this many losses. Also a funny thing, because Tony Khan was like, Hook has this many wins and this many losses in his little thing. I'm like, you guys are really funny about this whole thing. But I think that him kind of making a reference to you have to have some wins, you have to have some merit behind getting a title shot in order to face me, I think is a really important element going into what is to become of all of this that was presented here. I thought Swerve coming out looking super strong, talking big talk to Samoa Joe was really awesome. Hangman Page immediately coming out and talking the same big talk to both those guys was awesome. Great foreshadowing, like you said. I think Hangman coming out and being like, Look, I lost sight of things. I had some great moments last year, but I also had some not that great moments. And I'm trying to win the world championship. Samoa Joe instigating from the side being like, oh, no, hell no. I know he didn't say that. Like, you better get your boy. No, no, you better get your boy. I thought all of this was super, super clean stuff. Samoa Joe looks and sounds and acts like a world champion. I think it's it adds on to his character because for the last three, four, five, six months, he's had that world champion swagger. But he hasn't been like wearing a suit or like, you know, presented like he was today. I thought that was a super dope element to kind of add on to it. This is cool for Samoa Joe, Denise. A bunch of contenders. We got the match with Hook next week. Hook came out and like you said, he looked strong. He didn't look like Taz's son. He didn't look like the guy that's kind of been, uh, you know, handheld throughout this early part of his career he looked like a contender he came out and told Samoa Joe one week and we're gonna fucking fight and I thought all of it was uh, super strong it tells the story if you know the history of Taz and again Samoa Joe uh kind of like what the the character that Taz played in ECW and that swagger of I'll take on the biggest baddest motherfucker Bam Bam Bigelow him them two fell through the ring that's the kind of energy that Hook is bringing on here. And for it to be Samoa Joe of all things, all people, so important. This was a really strong element. There have been some great promo backstage things with Swerve and Hangman and Joe, uh, Denise. So I thought it was great that they had it on display in the ring. 
Right, exactly. And I know we were talking about it last week, but I'm pretty sure, and someone mentioned it last week too, um, I'm pretty sure this is headed into a triple threat. Um, like Hangman Page, Swerve Strickland, Samoa Joe. And I love that because what you got here with those three guys is you got Hangman Page and a Swerve Strickland who we know have had this like massive history with one another, right? Yeah. In terms of like the last year and the matches that they've had at Wrestle Dream, Full Gear, all of that. Um. Now they meet again because both of these guys want the same thing. And I love the idea of like, shit, both me and this guy who I mm -hmm. thought I was freaking done with. I hate <laughs> this guy. And now here we are trying to get the exact same thing. Uh, yep. I love that we're going to be seeing uh, probably a triple threat here with Samoa Joe and Hangman and Swerve. So that I think it's cool. I like the way that somehow, some way, we got way more buzz now for this Hook Samoa Joe match than we probably anticipated. And yeah, the whole thing here is he doesn't look like he's going to get easily punked out. And that yeah. was important because if he would have gone out there and looked like he was going to get punked out, then it would have kind of, uh, he would have killed all of Tony Khan's little tweet that he put out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> there was a fine line, Denise. He could have. He could have went out there and been like, uh, I can't wait to see you. But no, he looked bowed up and showed that he was a big dog out here backing up them Tony Khan tweets. Tyrone Kidd says, you don't find that suspicious, Reg. Love tonight. Ooh, what don't you find suspicious? suspicious? I find a whole bunch of things suspicious. So let us know, Tyrone, what you mean. Are you sus of everybody? Yeah, I mean, a lot of things. You don't find that suspicious, Reg. Love tonight. I don't know. Probably. I'm sus of everybody too. I'm just like, <laughs> hmm. Did I tell you, by the way? And I'm gonna tell this to uh, I'm gonna tell this to people now because I was really afraid of this last month. So here's something really scary. When I went to Greece, I did a, a tarot card reading, and the tarot lady told me so many things that I was like, dude, does this girl know me? Like this was insane. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not gonna give the details, but trust me, like she said some stuff where I was just like dying. But there was one thing that she said. She told me that in the month of December, I was going to meet this woman and this woman was going to backstab me and that she's secretly working with this other guy who really, really hates me. And so all of December, I was like, who is this woman? Who is this woman? For a whole month, I was like dreading meeting this woman. I didn't meet her, but who knows? She could have been off on months. Are you, I'm so, like, yeah. are you sure? Are you sure you did? You didn't meet her? I don't know. I don't know, but this was what I was told. And I was like, oh my God. And so I was very sus. Yo, that's, uh, especially in this industry, Denise, you have to move through thinking everybody's sus already and everybody already wants. She told me that. That was one of the things she told me. So one of the things she mm -hmm. told me was like, you really need to take care of yourself. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to cry, Reg, when she was telling me all this stuff. I was like, what the hell? Um, I know it's creepy. A lot of people are like, that's creepy, but. I'm telling you, when you got someone telling you something like that, you start getting very sus very fast. Yeah. Sheldon Jackson says, I got to admit, I like the new AEW World Championship, the nameplate and a side plate as well. It's a nice touch. I like it. Thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson. Mm -hmm. I agree as well. Uh, Sheldon also says, Herm Edwards said it best about tweeting. Think about what you're tweeting. We're going to put you on TV. Don't press send. Ah, that's that's a good one. You don't want it on TV. You don't want it on the headline. You don't want it oh. anywhere. Do not put it on the internet. Mm -hmm. John Deller says, how long before MJF comes after Adam Cole for the mask? I'm not expecting to see MJF for a while. Yeah, I'd say it's sometime two months, maybe, you know, something like, I mean, that injury sounded pretty hard. It might be even longer than that. 
delayed grad says looks like aw is going to looks like aw is going back to being the sports show where wins and losses matter so every match matters for everybody if so i'm on board I mean, I feel like wins and losses always matter. And I don't want people to think that they don't ever. I think that they always do. Even if you're not, even if they're not like, how do I say this? There's certain times where I feel like you as a viewer, we're just watching casually. And if you're just casually watching, you know, who's been picking up wins, right? And yeah, they may not be shoving it down your throat, like every two seconds, but it's still something that you want to be like, oh man, like this person's gone undefeated this year whatever right like that's good stuff to know i feel i like yeah the AEW totally always puts some kind of emphasis on it if somebody has like momentum or some kind of streak we'll totally know about it like they kind of have been it's not in your face of like this person has this many wins or this many losses but they totally let you know where standings are mike t90k says i know who the woman is Mike T90K out here trying to scare me <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm like i had a couple of ideas too in my head i was like Oh my God, what? stop it, Reg. Stop it. Uh, hmm. Stop oh. it. <laughs> anyway, put that energy out there. The crazy part is, so like she told me, this was really weird. She was like, she said, the people that are going to help you out of this are Scorpio, Pisces, and Cancer. Get this. That's my grandma, my mom, and my sister. The three closest people in my life. Listen. And she called out their signs straight up. And she said, those are the three people that are going to help you out of this. Denise, like, who is trying to backstab you? Who's coming for your spot? I don't know. <laughs> Fair, you've never had your, your cards read or anything like that? No way. I don't want to know none of that. Oh, shit. I do that a bit sometimes. Yeah. No and way. every time I see it, like tarot cards and also palm reading. Oh, yeah, I'll do it. See, mm-hmm. I don't want to be moving through just like you are like, cause they'll be like in blah, 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 be like all December. I'm just like, who's trying to backstab me? I can't live with that. I can't live with the anxiety or being paranoid. Reg, I'm not it. kidding you. I sat there with this woman mm-hmm. for about like 20 minutes and no I, way. I was just like, I cried. I cried. Like while she was talking to me, I was like, how does she know this? Like what? Like what's happening right now? Listen, I let the universe do what the universe does. I stay away from that spooky shit. Anytime a woman's like Mercury's in retrograde, I'm like, don't tell me. I don't want to hear that shit. Don't try to put that bad juju on me. Then I'm going to start blaming the shit I'm doing in a relationship on Mercury being in retrograde. Sorry, babe. I don't know today. Mercury's in retrograde. Reg, what's your sign? Pisces. Pisces mm-hmm. hmm. do you get really mad and then out of nowhere just pretend like nothing happened <laughs> no yes <laughs> no I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> all right all right I'm gonna do some more research on Pisces but I think I know Pisces very well Ooh. all right fair Ooh, and I hate when a woman tries to tell me about me because she's the she knows what a Pisces like oh you be doing this and you be doing this don't be telling me what I be doing <laughs> Leave me a lot of this. I'm not in the group of all Pisces men in America. Oh, you like water and blah, blah, blah. And your mom, I'm like, yo, how do you know all of this about me? What was your, what time were you born? And where was the moon? I'm like, yo, leave me alone, lady. Reg, you would be surprised if you did your birth chart. (laughs) See? I know I sound like a hippie, but to everybody watching, please, at some point, just search this stuff up and you will be like completely blown away. All right, Farron Wolfis says, 
Solo quería decirles que los amo. Uh, Denise ha sido una gran inspiración para mí. Su profesionalismo fue lo que me atrayó a este canal y ustedes hacen que AW se disfrute mucho más. Gracias. Uh, man, out here challenging my Spanish. Woo! Uh, thank you so much, Farron Wolf, uh, for the very kind comment. Uh, Reg, he just said very nice things. Yeah, I was like, what did he say, Denise? Don't leave us in suspense. This is the first time we've gotten a, a super chat in Spanish. That's awesome. Oh, man. Uh, thank you so much for uh, the super chat, seriously. But he's a fan. He enjoys it. He like enjoys it. the show. That, so that's cool. the whole thing. I love how everybody is sending in uh, all of these different. Um, <laughs> there's there's signs. Everybody's sending in their signs. Shout out to the Tauruses out there. We're together. We're together. We're bulls. <laughs> We're bulls, man. The most, the most hard-headed, stubborn people you will ever meet. All right, mm. bunch of bunch of rushes. Yeah, I see mm. what's going on here. Leave me alone mm. and leave me out. Do you you go by the spooky shit, Denise? You be oh, like, yeah. oh, are, so my husband thinks I'm crazy. By the I way, oh yeah, because um, so do you know about angel numbers? No, that sounds creepy already. All right, then I'm not gonna tell you. But what the hell is an angel number? So an angel number is when you see uh like. One 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 two 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 three 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 four 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 nine something. When you see a number, yes, six six six. When you see a number, all the time, all the time. Like if, for example, let's say every time you look at the clock, no matter what day it is, no matter what time it is, it's always one thirteen. That's an angel number, and it's basically telling you to that your angels are trying to tell you something. So you have to Google your angel number, and it tells you the message. So for about half a year, I've been seeing the exact same numbers. And I'm not going to tell people what the numbers are, but I've been seeing the exact same numbers everywhere, Reg, in the craziest places you would not believe. And yeah. Denise, what the hell? I know, but it's kind of nice. Your angels it's are kind of nice. It is nice. It's this is re it's like a reaffirmation. Like, like, hey, we got your back. We're out here like. Reg, your angels are trying to talk to you. Uh, that's what you take from it. See, I talk it's like some spooky shit. Like they're like, you're gonna be dead in a 1969 <laughs> or some shit. I don't know what's going on. Like, if anything, it feels like paranormal to me. And I'm like, leave me out of my this. Aunt, she's super religious. And when I told her I was like into like getting my hands read in tarot cards, she was like, No, Denise, you're inviting the devil oh, in. And I was yeah. like, What? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she scared the hell out of me. Mm. All right, we need to get to this. I don't know how we got off on angel jokes, but here we go. Grief, Grapple Geekery says, I'm not sure if I should be proud or ashamed about the Umar joke getting shared and retweeted, then brought up again tonight. Sorry, Reg. <laughs> Come on, help a brother out. Juan Vila out here on May 15, baby. He's a Taurus. Chris Ledeck says, my... Chris Ledeck says, my angel number is 444 and the things that predate predates have come true. Reg! That's the number. What? That's my number. Four, four, four. I'm not kidding you. I'm not even freaking. I didn't say the number. I didn't say the number. If you don't believe me, ask my husband. Text him. He'll confirm this. This is a. What? That's the what number. And Chris Lundeck did not know that. And he sends oh. it in. That's a Jay-Z album. Listen, you guys, what did your 444 album number tell you, Denise? A bunch of stuff. I, it's like a whole thing. But that I'm like Solange was going right to fight now. you in an elevator? Huh? That your wife was going to put out an album called Lemonade talking about your uh, diss tracks? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like tripping out right now. Chris Ledeck like just blew my mind with that super See, chat. I'm like spooky dying shit right now. again, Denise. It brought the spooky shit back around. I don't like this. Chris Ledeck says mind is blown because I'm serious. Mine is four, four, four. Yeah, so is mine. I'm not even kidding you guys. All right. Oof, I'm sweating. I don't like y'all. I'm sweating right now. This is crazy. This is so crazy. All right. You know what else is crazy? Hangman Page versus Claudio Castagnoli. Mm -hmm. What'd you think of this match? Um, I love uh, AEW kind of continuing the spirit of the Continental Classic. It's like everybody that kind of got off in there. We got another set. We could put everybody that was in the blue box against the gold box and still have some begging ass matches. Claudio has been on an amazing run for so long here in AEW. Every time he has a match, you remember how great he is. Hangman Page reestablish him himself as a top guy, I think is so important to the story that they told later in the match with the small Joe promo. Because after this, after you see him have this badass match with Claudio, you keep remembering that Hangman Page is one of those dudes. So it makes him interrupting Swerve and Samoa Joe so much more important. The counters in this match I thought were awesome. Uh, the strikes, him hitting two buckshot lariats to end it. This was a really strong way to start the show. Yeah, a really strong way. I agree with you on that. I think that it definitely does keep the spirit of the Continental Classic. And I think that's something that we're going to miss, especially because people love it. We love seeing good wrestling. And dude, they freaking brought it with this one, man. When they were both just like slapping the hell out of each other. I freaking right. love that. Uh, the moonsault from Adam Page to Claudio, like that was fun too. Uh, it just started hot. It was a really good opener. And I loved that Hangman Page was the first person to come out on this show mm -hmm. uh, for a daily's place. I kind of felt like it just had a little bit of an extra significance significance with that so i was a big fan of that um all right we need to get into i'm curious to see what your thoughts are on this one so the last time you and i spoke when we were previewing the show um on our bonus podcast that we did last week when i brought up ricky starks versus sammy guevara you were not very thrilled so did this match at all change your opinion and then after this um we actually saw sammy guevara defend beat Ricky Starks and there was this moment of like everybody was shocked where, where Ricky was shocked too and then they did this they ended up shaking hands and I was like what is happening right now why are they shaking hands but then Big Bill comes out attacks Sammy Guevara and so does Ricky Starks so it's a two-on-one but then out of nowhere Chris Jericho comes out and Jericho uh runs him off with his bat he fights a little bit with um a big bail and they kind of go at it in the crowd and the whole time Judas is playing. I mean, <laughs> why was Judas playing Denise? I don't know. It was just still playing. I think That's they were fine. trying to remind us. They were trying to relive the spirit of anarchy in the arena. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Reg, are you saying they had the music on to divert from some of the fan reactions? I didn't say you did. <laughs> You set me up. <laughs> Why are they playing this song out loud? And we we've never, Denise, ever, ever, ever heard the second verse of Judas. Nobody even knew there was a second verse of Judas. You just run back the first verse again. Why is the second verse of Judas playing? Why is this playing so loud? Why are you playing it throughout the whole thing? Seems a little bit suspicious. Just could be for nothing. Could be just because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Denise. I don't know what it is about Ricky Starks and Sammy Guevara, but they don't together as a match. Something about them doesn't work for me. I don't know what it is. I felt it going into this match and I felt it during the match. They just don't click for me. There's styles are opposing and not in a good way for me. I like both of them individually, but like as a 
match, it just doesn't do anything for me. And then when we get to that part, it was just like, this feels so... When Jericho's music hits, Denise, it feels different now, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like uh, like a little groany? It's hard because it's like, damn, you know... I don't know. I always believe where there's smoke, there's fire, but I just don't know what to believe right now. Uh, There's just so much like, I don't know. There's just so much going on. I feel like when you mentioned why they kept Judas playing, it took me a second to be like, oh, that's probably why they kept Judas playing. And I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know if we have anybody here on the chat that was there at the show. I don't know what the crowd reaction was because when you I went back to like I rewinded that part by the way I did rewind to see kind of pay attention and see what the crowd was doing but I did I saw a couple of people that were like you know regular cheering there was like a couple of people that I saw in the front that were booing or not like booing but they were doing like the thumbs down type of thing Mm -hmm. but there wasn't like from what I can tell an overwhelming like amount of negativity or positivity it kind of just felt like people were just there which is not what you normally see for a Chris Jericho entrance yeah, usually everybody's singing Judas and being excited and, and right. We didn't ready for I don't know it. We it got that. Like I mean, they that. didn't they didn't zoom in on the crowd for those moments. I think that's why I'm like, what what why did they do this? Like, but and, and and the reason what they did was effective. Like it worked. Like you did it. You don't know what the crowd was thinking. You don't know how they were feeling. And it just kind of felt like if you don't know any of the backstory that Chris Jericho and it just felt like a cool Chris Jericho running. Right. Exactly. So they masked it very well then by playing the Judas song throughout the entire thing. There you go. Um, What is it? Bells and whistles, smokes and smoke and mirrors, (laughs) you name it, the whole thing. I was disappointed to see Ricky Starks lose. Were you? Yeah. I I didn't like it. But Sammy's been gone. Does that matter? No, for me, no. Uh, I love Sammy, but I was kind of disappointed here because I feel like, Things have really sort of gone a little bit downhill because I've said this a million times. I think everybody knows where I'm getting at here. We were watching Ricky Starks feuding with CM Punk. We were watching Ricky Starks and Brian Danielson. Now he's out here losing to Sammy Guevara. What are we doing? Yeah, when you put it into perspective, every time you break it, I always forget until you break it down again. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy was like on his way. And this feels like. Damn, you lost to Sammy on on Dynamite. Like, no disrespect to Sammy. He's great. But it just, it feels like a different place than where you were like six months ago. It feels like a big dip. And I'm not too crazy about that. And I get it. They wanted to give Sammy some momentum heading into, uh, you know, Battle of the Bouts. But I'm like, I don't know. Like, this, if you think Sammy and Jericho are winning the titles? No, I think this gives us more reason to believe that Ricky and Big Bill are going to win. Sammy gets the win here. They kind of look like they get the upper hand, but then in the and end, then they lose to the Young win. Bucks. <laughs> then they lose to the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are beating one of these teams regardless. The Young Bucks are probably going to beat Big Big Bill and Ricky Stark. So it's right. Sense. So yeah, I just kind of feel like I don't know, man. I don't, I wasn't really too into the outcome of this match. I kind of felt like, oh man, like this is where we're at. I mean. Last year, my match of the year was Brian Danielson and Ricky Starks. And I saw a few people on uh, on Twitter saying the same thing of like, I can't believe Ricky lost. Like, this is the, the weirdest ending. Because, right? I mean, what even beyond if, if we just kind of forget about 
him being with Punk and Brian and all this, like just recently stuff, it feels more like he should have got the win here too. But I think if the with the story they're trying to tell is that the champions are going to retain on Saturday. So this is that. Yeah, I just really wish they would have kept Ricky Stark's momentum coming off of those big feuds that he had. Um, I think that they did that. He could have been like somebody that was really just like top, top guy on collision because that's where we've been primarily seeing him. So I have been a little bit disappointed that that's the direction they've gone in, but uh, he's talented. So they just need to like, you know, I like Big Bill and Ricky Starks together. I think they're a cool tag team, Mm -hmm. but if it comes at the cost of sort of halting to so much of Ricky Starks' momentum, I'd much rather have them lose the titles, go back on their singles way, have them do their own thing again, and just get Ricky Starks back to the top, man. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like things were really, really climbing for him, and then it just went down. So, yeah, for that reason, I I, I want to see them go back to singles. That makes sense. Where do you see Ricky Starks after the singles, like going for international or TNT, maybe? Maybe? Yeah, I would have really liked to see him in that picture for sure, man. Because, but then again, I feel like now they kind of got to start all over and give him some big feuds or at least some big stories and regain some of that momentum. Maybe go back and tell like, hey, man, I was out there feuding with Brian Danielson. Now I need to, you know, I don't know, something. I think they need to explain his story because I don't want to see like he's got he's got way. He's so freaking talented for this to be like a Wardlow situation. Yeah, I think. People still kind of expect him to be world champion in the future. So he's going to get back there. They just need to start getting him back. The thing about wrestlers like Ricky Starks, I think, Denise, he's so good on the mic that like one promo and he's back into good graces. So it's just them putting him into the position that he needs to be in. Yeah, I agree. So, man, I hope we get to see that happen. Um, Roderick Strong versus your boy, Brian Keith. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, this was a PWG tribute match. I love when they have PWG tribute matches on Dynamite. It feels like they're talking to me. Roderick Strong, longtime PWG, former PWG world champion. BK had a little bit of a run. He's been in Bola before. But um, this match is awesome. Exactly what I need out of these two. Roderick Strong is going to come with these hard-ass chops. BK is going to be kicking, trying to knee. Roderick Strong is going to be hitting you with uh, backbreakers, uh, trying to drop you on the apron putting you in all kind of uh, obnoxious positions. I thought that Brian Keith looked good in this, Denise. All of his uh, showings here in AEW in the last couple of months have been very, very good showings. He never looks like a jobber. He never looks like an enhancement talent. He looks like a member of the roster. You guys just be patient. Everybody's like, let's see a Brian Keith uh, graphic. We need the All Elite. We need the blah, blah, blah. You guys. Just let, we're, we're seeing it right here. I remember one time, this is a very funny story. I saw um, it was at PWG. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa had been in, he had been going to NXT for like six months already, just like when it was still black and gold. And it, it was the time before the show starts, all the wrestlers are there with their t-shirts. And so I go up to talk Tommaso Ciampa. I'm like, hey, great job on um, on NXT. I hope that you get signed. It's, you've been doing so great. He's like, I've been on there for six months, like every week. What do you mean signed? I'm there every week. What could you want more? And this kind of feels like that Brian Key situation. of He's on TV every damn week and people are like, he needs to be signed. I need an all elite graphic. Look, what what more do you need? He's already there. Why do you need the confirmation? People are obsessed with these all elite graphics, Denise. It's the new thing that people, anytime somebody new has a little run in AEW, people are like, all elite graphic, we need it. Queen Aminata, they did it today. People are like, oh, yeah, she's been she's been signed for a long time, actually. You guys like this is like 
the news has just dropped, but just since she doesn't have an all elite graphic, doesn't mean that people aren't signed. All elite graphics aren't the only thing that means anything. And I'm not saying that Brian Keith is signed. I'm just saying in general, everybody relax, everyone be patient. Awesome match. Want to see more Brian Keith. Roderick Strong is really cool in this position. The promo after I'm still, I still feel like I felt last week, honestly. I feel like they, um, they still, they need to add still all elite graphics <laughs> and almost all elite graphics. <laughs> And I will wait and see if this person becomes all elite. <laughs> People are just so obsessed with all elite. What about the graphic? What about the graphic? Really? And they got something over on social media. It's hard to do. They did it's it. It's their fault. You're right. Yeah, right. yeah. They got something over. Uh, Farron Wolf, in regards to the um, Sammy Starks match, uh, says, uh, oh, wait, no, wait. This was a, uh, hold on. This was the one from Crazy 101 in regards to that match. It says that match was ASS. <laughs> and Jericho should stay away, says Crazy 101. And then Farron yeah, Wolf, Esquidisas, Reg, I say I love you both so much. I also love TK. Oh, awesome. Thank you for translating that. You didn't have to translate that, but that's super awesome. Thank you so much, by the way. Um, all right. So the Adam Cole promo goes out there. He talks about how he means it. This place is going to change. They're not worried about getting the fans' respect. He puts all the guys over says that Wardlow's finally surrounded by people who respect him and that we are going to win the AEW championship. And by we, he was referring to Adam Cole himself and Wardlow. And then he says, we're going to be here for a very long time. Reg, last week you had some very unpopular thoughts about the undisputed kingdom. Boo! That sucks, Adam Cole. Why are you saying the same thing you said last week? Why you I was gonna ask you. Promo. Boo! You aren't saying anything new. Why are you even doing this promo? Say something that's gonna change from like what you said last week, Denise. Just like I said, I feel the same way I felt last week. What, dude? What? What? What, what, dude? You're not telling us anything, Adam Cole. You didn't tell us anything last week, and you didn't tell us anything here again. I still feel like Warlow's a little... I still feel like Roderick Strong. I, I like what he's doing, but Adam Cole, the sitting down thing just takes me out of it. I'm sorry, Denise. There's nothing... Like, you're not menacing sitting down. Oh, you got the henchman behind you? Dude, I'll push your chair over, and you won't be able to get up. Like, you'll be like a little... Like a cockroach on his side, like kicking his feet. What? Oh, you're not menacing, bro. I can't get behind this. I can't. That's it, Rad. You're going to have to start doing this podcast standing up now. <laughs> I refuse to let you sit down on this podcast. <laughs> so you're going to have to be like Pat McAfee standing up. <laughs> I could I could make it happen. I'll give him a little standing up desk. <laughs> um, look, dude, it was funny because I was going to say the same thing. Uh, not exactly the same thing you said, but I was going to say that didn't Adam Cole cut this promo last week? Didn't he, Denise? <laughs> I thought I was dumb or something. I'm like, did I dream this? Didn't we talk about this last week? Didn't he put all the guys over last week and say Wardlow is going to win the title for them? I'm pretty sure I heard this already. I'm glad it's not just me, at least. I thought I was kind of being a hater a little bit when I was saying it, but like, thanks for confirming. I was like, Bro, I think we heard this promo already. Almost no, but we did. We did week. hear this promo. Yes, we did. So there really wasn't anything new on that front, unfortunately. Farron Wolf as Quiz says, "Come on, Reg. The first promo was really good." <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. 
Uh, Farron Wolf, thank you so much for the super chat, man. Uh, let's see. Oh, Delayed Grant says, give it a chance. Remember how cringe Judgment Day was when it started? Oh, I don't know if Reg is the right person to ask about the Judgment Day. I don't even think you're a fan of the Judgment Day to this day, right? Mm-mm, not for me. Not for me. Nah, um, I think they definitely have gotten over that hill, but I'm still like, the R-True stuff is amazing, though. Drew Turner says, shaking my head, Adam Cole isn't supposed to be menacing, but he's the devil. Uh, Shouldn't the devil be menacing? No, I kind of understand what Drew's saying, though. So what's he supposed to be? Explain it to me. Because, like, his character has always been, like, he's not menacing. He's, like, he outsmarts you. He's, like, the smart villain. So he's supposed to be, like, that Professor X guy? Essentially, yeah. that That's kind of what he's trying, supposed to be. But I just, in the chair, it's just taking me out of it. Oh, man. Mm. See, I don't hate the thing about him being in the chair. I feel like it's one of those things where it almost feels like like a king, right? Like a king sitting on his throne and then everybody around him standing there just waiting to hear his commands and do what they are asked to do by the king. I guess. I kind of would have been more interested if he would have just stayed and like if he's just stayed a talking head the whole time. Like they revealed him at World's End, but then he's just in the back as a talking head. So you can't really see his body and we don't know that. He has a broke-ass leg the whole time. Spiral Trigger X says, Adam Cole isn't menacing, but he's more closer to the ultimate opportunist. Yeah, he's more edge than he is anyone else. So. All right. All right. Let's see what else we got here. We got to get into these uh, eight-person tags that we saw because we saw some pretty good ones. Um, These were both – we saw a men's one and a women's one. We saw Willow, Chris, Thunder, Anna versus Soraya, Sky Blue, Ruby Soho, and Julia. Earlier, someone had a thought about, you know, just seeing how Julia has really – she owns the room now, man. Mm -hmm. She really has transformed. But what do you think about um, the women's one? And then also we had uh, the one with the guys, and it was – why didn't I write any of this down? Oh, yeah. Orange Cassidy, Preston, Dustin Rhodes, Adam Copeland, Brian Cage, and Gates of Agony. What would you think of this, both of these? Uh, I thought they were really cool tributes to Brody Lee. They got to kind of tell the history of how the Brody Lee story and essentially the first Dynamite they ever had at Daily's Place was Brody's first uh, debut. So just uh, the wrestlers getting the opportunity to do that in Daily's Place. Preston Vance was involved. Anna Jay was involved on the other side. Just a fun little sprint. Nothing too crazy to write home about. Great to see Thunder Rosa here. I need to see her in something serious, though, very soon. Soon as in now, get to it. All the ladies look great in the match. I thought uh, people got their stuff off. Really fun stuff. The men's side, just, to, it, you know, there was nothing too complicated about these matches. Just a tribute match. Everybody got their shit in. Um, nothing offensive. Just, Just fun. Yeah, this is like these matches. It's more so like it's a tribute. So you're just yeah. going to be like, chill. Let's just enjoy some wrestling and see all these people interact with one another. Um, but speaking about interacting with one another, darling, have a chocolate. <laughs> Tony Storm does an interview with Renee Paquette backstage and Mariah May. You know, she's the fan girl. And she's like, Miss Storm, did you watch my match? Mm-hmm. And Tony's like, darling, I was sent a screener and it didn't and I didn't see a single frame. That's pretty funny. And mm-hmm. they're talking about uh, Donna Parazzo. I think that's yeah. what Tony called Diana. Mm-hmm. And she had this really fa- funny line where she said, darling, have a chocolate. 
Mm -hmm. They need to put that on a t-shirt. They need to sell a chocolate. I don't know what they need to do, but they need to market the hell out of that because that was really funny. But we learned that um, Tony Storm has yet to see the match. And then we later on learned in a backstage interview with uh, Deanna Peraza that she's going to be wrestling on Collision uh, this Saturday. Thoughts? I am very, 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 very times a thousand excited about this, Deanna and uh, Red Velvet match. I think Red Velvet has been on a great run since she's returned from injury. She has a reinvigorated career. Her energy is great. Her moveset has been awesome. She uh, looks more menacing. Like everything about her presentation is better. I love how she confronted Deona to be like, I'm an AEW original. You coming into my house, you got to get through me. Love that energy. Deona being like, her stern and Deona being like, oh, is that the arm that you stir with? Yes. And she's like, good to know. I thought all of it was really good. The Tony Storm stuff, really funny stuff. I'm ready um, for her to do something with that championship. So I like that Deona came out and challenged her immediately. Yeah, I like that too. Crazy one and one says Julia versus Anna for the TBS titles official for Battle of the Bouts. Nice. Oh, nice. Thank you so much, Crazy One and One, for letting us know. Uh, Delayed Grat says sorry if I was already sorry if it was already discussed, but the camera angles made the overall presentation a little off. Did anybody in the live crowd comment on this? Uh, did you feel like this? I think for the Daily's Place shows, they mm -hmm. always look a little bit different, so that's why I didn't really care. But I get it because they're shooting like entirely different way because of the way that the place is shaped it's funny because i was going to come on the show and say that i like the camera angles on today's show because they were different than what that's usually presented i like when i kind of it kind of gets boring how every venue looks exactly the same like every dynamite for the most part looks exactly the same every raw every smackdown they're all in the they're all in different venues but like the presentation is all of them is the same so this was different it's daily's place they shoot them with the circular camera it felt kind of fun to me Nice. All right. Thank you so much to Delayed Gratz for also sending this in as well. Um, we got one more topic to get into before we wrap everything up. And that one topic is what is going on with the acclaimed and Bullet Club Gold? Are they going to get together? I, Denise, I'm so confused. Every time the last promo that they had, I was confused. This <laughs> time I was like, why do you you want to create a super team to go against? Those losers? No, I just don't really understand what it is. I like the motivation of Bullet Club Gold being like, we want those titles from you guys. But the acclaim being like, hey, don't take our titles. Join with this. I'm just kind of confused on the whole thing. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit confused too, by the way. Uh, oh, hey, shout out to my All Elite Crate. The boxing video is up right now. I got scissors, Reg. <laughs> They're acclaim scissors. <laughs> that is really dope. <laughs> and Great marketing. They also gave me Sanjay Dutt pencils, by the way. Oh, my God. Look at this. I got Sanjay Dutt pencils. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Although I'm not a pencil person. I'm a pen person. So well, yeah, like, nobody be using pencils. They're just a, a, a collector's item at this point. Right, exactly. So uh, we got Farron Wolf at Squeezed who says tag women's matches can give the division more intensity. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I love to see that the women tag together. Uh, we, we got to see a lot of the women on the show today. Obviously, it was all in one match but still regardless we got to see a lot of the women come out on the show today it was pretty fun right. uh thank you so much for that super chat um i think that's it i literally think that's it unless there was anything else that i'm missing on dynamite i think we covered it all for today yeah i think that's all of the angles on the show today yeah 
Perfect. All right. Mm -hmm. So before we wrap things up, I just want to remind everybody that uh, we still got a couple more shows this weekend. On Friday, I will be here to chat about SmackDown. And then on Saturday, Reg and I will be here to talk about, you guessed it, Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill. Denise, you did it again. Oh my gosh, I did it again. God damn it. (laughs) God damn it. TNA wrestling. You know, I also did it when I was setting up the stream. I've been doing two things. I've been accidentally putting 2023 as a year, and I keep putting Impact Wrestling instead of TNA wrestling. Oh my God, it's killing when me. You said I, when you said, like, you know what it is, I'm like, is she going to do it? Impact Wrestling. No, that's the wrong thing. God damn. This is a nightmare. All right. TNA wrestling, hard to kill. We're going to be here on Saturday, but uh, I have been like insanely dropping uh, like so much content here on the channel guys if you haven't already um i dropped an interview with will osprey that was just really great i got like 18 minutes with him so i tried to make the most of it uh, i feel like we got some pretty decent stuff out of that uh, i spoke with ray phoenix and that was pretty fun gave us a little bit of an update on uh his injury and then uh you know also talked a little bit about some other stuff including um getting to see more luchadors being booked by AEW. Then I also spoke with Kushida, uh, who literally just is freaking awesome. He did the entire interview in English. I think that wow. this was a very fun way to kind of get to know him a little bit. Ray Phoenix too. He also did the entire interview in English. This was, we've done a awesome. couple interviews before and they were all in Spanish. So this was our first English interview together. I did not know his English was that good. I was like blown away by that actually. Um, and then, I have another interview that's dropping tomorrow morning. So I'll let you guys wait and see what that is. And then also today I dropped the AEW unboxing of the All Elite Crate for Revolution 2024. And that one's really fun. It's just me unboxing merchandise items, which I already spoiled too. Actually, I'm going to spoil three because uh, <laughs> I also got the Adam Copeland t-shirt that I'm wearing right now on the stream. Uh, so yeah, I got a couple of cool items. You guys can check that out as well. But uh, Reg, where can the people find you? and support you uh, every social media app is at righteous reg i'm now on tiktok i'm a tiktok guy please follow me on tiktok i'm trying to grow whatever over there and become one of those people every wednesday i'm here with denise on the AEW dynamite post show also on with mike on indeed please check out what we are doing on indeed we've had some great interviews recently we got some great stuff coming up this year uh tomorrow it's going to be ask Rhapsody with philip Lindsay and uh, the ROH Post Show with Kate. And then Saturday, you know what time it is. It's uh, Grapsity Podcast and TNA with Denise. Very excited. Thank you, everybody, for being here. terrible, Reg. TNA with Denise. TNA with Denise and her mustache. I was about to say, first the mustache, now TNA. You know, I was scared, by the way, to put TNA as a, as a little hashtag on YouTube. So mm-hmm. I made sure to put TNA wrestling, wrestling so that YouTube wouldn't think that I'm out here trying to promote something that I ain't trying to promote. You never know. You never know. The meaning has kind of changed. It doesn't hit as hard as it used to, but it still hits. Right. Exactly. For those that know it, for those that right. know it, it still hits. TNA mm-hmm. with Denise on Sunday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds terrible. All right, guys, we can't wait. See you there. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye.